0: My name is Rick Renner, and today I'm in a cave outside of Bethlehem. Why am I in a cave? Well, first of all, the hills around Bethlehem are filled with caves like these. In fact, Jesus was born in a cave very similar to this one. Today, it's under the Church of the Nativity in Bethlehem, and because of thousands of years of Christian tradition, it's been highly ornamented. But when Jesus was born there, It looked very much like this, but in the hills around Bethlehem, shepherds lived, shepherds who were abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. We read about this in Luke chapter 2, verse 8. The Bible says, and there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Who were these shepherds and what kind of sheep were they watching? First of all, these were not just any sheep. These particular sheep were the sheep being raised for temple sacrifice. That means these were not just any shepherds. These were shepherds entrusted with the care of sacrificial lambs. That's very important in this story. That's why the angels appeared to them. You'll understand in just a moment. Listen to what the angels said to them in verse 12. The angel said to the shepherds, and this will be a sign to you. This will be a sign to you. When you see this, this will mean something. They said to you, especially to you, you will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. What are swaddling clothes? Swaddling clothes were the bandages that they used to wrap around the limbs of little lambs when they had just been born to strengthen their limbs. These were the clothes or the bandages used for little lambs. And when the angel said, this will be a sign to you, especially to you, it was the equivalent of saying, guys, I know you're looking at sacrificial lambs, but you're looking at the wrong lamb because the real lamb has been born next door in Bethlehem. And you'll know him because when you see him, he'll be wrapped in the bandages of a little lamb lying in a manger. This will be a sign, especially to you whose job is to look over sacrificial lambs. That's amazing to me. Every little element in the Christmas story has significance.
1: This is what I'm going to talk to you about today. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the word of God. Here is Rick. Well, as I told you in the introduction to today's program,
0: today we're going to see who were the shepherds keeping watch over their flocks by night. They weren't just any group of shepherds. They were a very specific group of shepherds. You're going to love what you're going to learn today. What we're calling the series is Christmas, the rest of the story. We're trying to tell you things you may have never heard before. Actually, this is a result of my own personal study because I wanted to know more about the Christmas story. I was tired of hearing the same thing year after year so I dug deep and I'm sharing with you things that just thrilled my heart. This is a 15-part series, comes with a great study guide that you will love. These together are just dynamite. We're also offering right now my book Sparkling Gems from the Greek Volume 1 and Volume 2. Each of these books, look at these, these are really substantial books, each of these have a thousand Greek word studies, a thousand here, a thousand here, that these are not so intelligent that you can't understand them. I really wrote these in a way that will mean something to you. Took these Greek words, broke them down, opened them up, and I explained them to you. It makes the New Testament come alive. I believe that's my job. You know, there's some people that teach verse by verse. I go a little deeper. I teach word by word that's my assignment a word-by-word teacher i take greek words open them up to help the new testament come alive for you that's why i call these sparkling gems from the greek you will love these if you don't have one order your copy today this is a wonderful season of the year for you to order them as a gift for somebody else maybe for your pastor for somebody you love if you want to go deeper in scripture day by day. This is a devotional. You don't have to read these all at once. You just read them day by day. And by the end of the year, you've gone through the whole thing and your life will be enriched.
2: Is that true, Joel? That is the truth. We have so many people write us and they tell us they've been going through the same book over and over year after year. You mean of the Sparkling j? Yes. And some people, they've gone through them so many times they have to order the book again. Isn't that amazing? It
0: is amazing. That's such a blessing that people are reading what God has given to me. I'm just blessed by that. You know, Sparkling Gems, number one, it is such a miraculous book to me because I wrote it in 60 days. I don't even know how I did that. But anyway, order your copy today. And if you're not a partner with our ministry, please pray about joining us as a partner. If you are, Denise and I want to say thank you. And if you're a partner already, then you know that when you begin your partnership with us, We send you a copy of my book, Life in the Combat Zone. And if you would like to become a financial partner with our ministry, I'm telling you, we'll immediately initiate that relationship by sending you a copy of my book, Life in the Combat Zone, and Denise's book, The Gift of Forgiveness. Just call us or go online to initiate your partnership with our ministry, and you help us take this teaching of the Bible across the earth, not just to where you live, We're taking this same teaching across the whole former Soviet Union where people are literally starving for truth. And when you become a partner, you become a part of the team that takes the Bible to people who really need the Bible. And Denise and I ask you to pray about joining us as partners to do this job. But as I told you in the introduction to today's program, today I'm going to talk to you about the shepherds who are watching Flock watching their flocks at night on the night that Jesus was born. And, Joel, I'm so glad you're here with me today for the program
2: today. Thank you. I want to say something before we start. What we're doing in these programs is something that we have as a family tradition. When when we were growing up, Dad would sit us down around Christmas, and we would go through the, the Christmas story, and we would talk about who Herod was, who were the wise men, the star that appeared when Jesus was born. Was it a comet? Was it an angel? What really was it? In this series that we're going through, I'm really glad you're taking it to more people than just just me, Paul, and Philip, and our family. It, I think it's a real gift.
0: Well, when Joel was young, when you were young, and your brothers were young, that's exactly what we did. Every Christmas we sat around the Christmas tree, and our Christmases are always interesting because we live in Russia where Christmas is on January 7th, and in Russia on January 7th we always have church services, so we can't celebrate Christmas on January 7th. We don't celebrate it on December 25th, because in Russia that's not Christmas. So we always just find a day, and just whatever day we can find, that's when we celebrate Christmas. But we did well. We sat around the tree. It's just such a precious memory, and we're still doing it today. Now we're doing it with our grandchildren. And we ask our grandchildren, who were the wise men? What was the star? Why did Herod kill the
2: babies? Is it a blast, Joel? It is, and we always do it before gifts. It's very important we put the Bible first. And I encourage you to do the same thing. Read the Christmas story to your children. It is a blast, and I've enjoyed it all these years, especially when the kids start to tell the story back to you and answer their question, Why was Jerusalem so upset when Herod got upset? You know, why, When the wise men came, who came with them? and how old was Jesus when the wise men came? It's so interesting, all these questions.
0: It's such a marvelous story and if you teach it right, kids just love it. Adults love it. And if you don't have a family tradition of reading the Christmas story, make a tradition. The reason we do this is because when I was a little boy, my father would read the Christmas story to us before we would open the Christmas gifts. I just loved that. So I wanted to pass that to my kids And today, Denise and I are passing it to our grandchildren. Thank you, Joel. That was a great suggestion. Yes. But let's go to Luke chapter 2. And in Luke chapter 2, verse 8, the Bible tells us, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Verse 9. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. Verse 10. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Verse 11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. It's amazing. People just read that verse and don't even comprehend what they're reading. That verse is so powerful you're going to see today. Verse 12. And this will be a sign unto you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, verse 13. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, verse 14, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. I want to point out something about verse 13. It does not say the angels were singing. Is that amazing? It is amazing. Most people assume that the angels were singing, but did you know that in the Bible... There's not a single record of angels ever singing. Never. Now, when you come to the book of Revelation, you find that the 4 and 20 elders that are around the throne, they are singing. That there is never an instance in the Bible that tells us angels sing. That doesn't mean they don't. I'm not saying they don't. I'm just saying in the Bible, there's no record of that. And even in this verse, they're not singing. They are announcing. In my book, A Light in Darkness, I have a whole section on what angels do and what angels don't do. And I cover the fact that angels make announcements and proclamations. And actually in this verse, when it says, verse 13, Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying. They were announcing. They were proclaiming. Then we find in verse 14. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Verse 15. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. Verse 16, and they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Verse 17, and when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. Verse 18, and all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Verse 19, But Mary kept all these things. And pondered them in her heart. But let's go back to verse 8 and really dig into this text. And in verse 8, the Bible says, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. We have to look at the word field that is used here and this word shepherds. Who were these shepherds and what was this field? This field, even today, 2,000 years later, is still called the Shepherd's Field. It's still famous to this day. Wow! But during the time that Jesus was born, this is where the sheep were being raised that were used for temple sacrifice. So these were not just random sheep. These were not just random shepherds. These were special sacrificial lambs that were considered to be holy. They were separate. They were consecrated. They were going to be taken to the temple where they were going to be offered as a sacrifice. The shepherds, therefore, were not just random shepherds. These were a special grade of shepherds whose job was to watch over sacrificial lambs. And in fact, their job was so serious that the Bible says they were keeping watch. When you read this in Greek, it's really interesting. Greek really says they were guarding and watching or guarding and guarding. That's a literal translation. It means guarding and guarding, constantly guarding. These were serious shepherds who were assigned a serious task. These were sacrificial lambs. So every day when these shepherds looked out at their flock, They knew these were little lambs that were going to be offered in sacrifice for sin. That's who they were guarding. It's very important. You're going to see why in just a moment. Look at verse 9. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. When the Bible says, came upon them, it is a Greek word, ephistemi, which was a Greek word used among Greeks to describe A sudden and surprising, glorious appearance that would take one off guard. So these shepherds, of course, were not anticipating this. It completely took them off guard. And when the angels appeared, it was sudden, it was surprising, and it was glorious. This was a dazzling event. Verse 10 and 11. And the angel said unto them, fear not. Don't you love that? fear not Mm -hmm. there's no reason to be afraid for behold the word behold means wow this is amazing listen to what you're about to hear wow i bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all the people for unto you is born this day so the birth has already taken place it's already taken place the shepherds are hearing it after the event has already occurred For unto you is born this day, it's already occurred, where? In the city of David, which is Bethlehem, right next door. It's just right next to the shepherd's field. And who has been born? It says a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Now, Joel, I grew up reading that and never even thought about what that meant. A Savior is born unto you, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. I never even thought about what it meant. But these words are very important. The word Savior, the word Christ the word lord right from the very beginning of jesus manifestation on earth the angels announced what was his mission first of all they said he was a savior from the greek word sotor which describes a deliverer a savior a healer or a preserver jesus was born as a savior a deliverer he came His manifestation was to set mankind free from the dominion of Satan's rule on the earth. He was a deliverer. That's really what it means. A savior. He was bringing healing power, preserving power. He was going to set people free from Satan's domain, and the angel announced that right from the very beginning. A savior.
2: And look who the announcement was made to. Shepherds. The shepherds who were guarding the sacrificial lambs. It's amazing. That is amazing. They were basically saying, you're guarding the wrong lamb.
0: Yeah, in fact, you're going to see that further in the verse. But then the angel said, Christ, the Lord, the word Christ is the Greek word Christos, which means Christ. It is the Greek equivalent for the word Messiah, but it means the anointed one. Jesus is the one that is anointed. He is the anointed one. He is the deliverer. He is the anointed one. And then the angel said he is the Lord. The word Lord is the word kurios. It's capital in Greek. That's very important. Because it means he is Lord or the absolute Lord. There is no higher authority, no higher power than Jesus Christ. He is the deliverer. He is the savior. He is the healer. He is the preserver. He is the anointed one. He is the highest authority in the universe. And that is who was just born next to the shepherd's field, very near to these shepherds. So in verse 12, the angel says, This shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And notice the angel says, This will be a sign unto you. In Greek, it's very clear, especially for you. This will be a sign for you especially you shepherds. You will find the babe. The word find is even important. The Greek word yurisko, which means they're going to have to really search for it. The reason they're going to have to search for it is because there's a lot of caves around Bethlehem. They were going to have to look for the right cave. But when they got in the right cave and saw the babe, the word babe is the Greek word brephos, which describes a newborn, which means Jesus was just hours old at this time. But here's the sign. You will find the babe wrapped in what? Swaddling clothes. Swaddling clothes. And this will be a special sign to the who? Shepherds. Shepherds. What are swaddling clothes? We've already seen this in two programs. Bandages or strips of material used for wrapping the little legs of newborn lambs. These were shepherds, and their business was to take care of lambs and little newborn sheep. And the angel said, you'll know the Lamb of God when you see him. Because when you see him, he'll look like a lamb. This is a special sign just for you guys. You shepherds will know him because when you see him, he'll be wrapped in swaddling clothes. He will look like a little lamb. Wow. I say that this was the equivalent of the angel saying, hey, guys. This is what Joel's talking about. Hey, guys, you're looking at the wrong lamb. The real lamb is born in Bethlehem. And when you see him, you'll know him because he'll be dressed like a little lamb. This is a special sign, especially for you shepherds. When you see him, you'll know him. He'll look like a little lamb. The real sacrificial lamb is not among the flock that you're taking care of. The real lamb has just been born in Bethlehem. Look at verse 15. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us go now even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. Verse 16. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph. The word found tells us again they had to look through all these caves to find out which cave he was in. And they found the babe lying in a manger, verse 17. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child, which means the shepherds were the first evangelists. They were the first ones to tell the good news. But look at verse 18. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds, verse 19. But Mary, now there is Mary watching all of these events. Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. The word kept is the Greek word which means, listen, listen, Joel, this is important. To treasure, to keep from corruption, to keep as a priceless possession. She kept them like a priceless possession. She kept them from corruption. She treasured them in her heart. And she pondered them. The word pondered in Greek means to keep them in right chronological order. This is important because it tells us how we got the story. Years later, when Mary was living in Ephesus, and she lived in Ephesus in the end of her life, Luke visited with Mary. And because Mary had pondered these things in her heart and kept these things in her heart, She kept them from corruption. She kept them as very pure memories. Mary was able to relate to Luke and to the other gospel writers exactly what happened the day that Jesus was born. They got it right from the mouth of Mary. She kept all these things, and she pondered them in her heart. She didn't let her memories be corrupted. How about you? Do you keep a collection of memories of the things that God has done in your life? God has done so much in your life. You should never forget what the Lord has done. We're told over and over in Scripture to recall and remember the works of the Lord. Mm -hmm. It would be good for you today just to take a few moments, take a pause, to ponder and to recall the precious things that God has done in your life. We're out of time, but we'll be back in just a moment and we're going to pray for you.
1: Everyone thinks they know the Christmas story. But what you don't know are the fascinating details that only God could have orchestrated. In Rick Renner's 15-part series, Christmas, The Rest of the Story, Rick uncovers the shocking and surprising events that occurred at the time of Jesus' birth. In this series, you'll discover the amazing details that are often overlooked. Topics like exactly who Joseph was and why it mattered. What was the star that guided the wise men, and the significance of the gifts the wise men brought to the Christ child? Available in digital or physical format starting at just $24. You'll have a deeper understanding of the meaning and importance of Christmas, the rest of the story. When you call or go online today, you can also get sparkling gems from the Greek Volumes 1 and 2. So many Christians live their entire lives skimming the surface of the Word of God. Most never discover the profound truth treasures that lie deep within the text. In sparkling gems from the Greek, Rick unlocks the brilliant treasures within God's Word and shows you how to live an intimate, uncompromising life with God. In an easy-to-read devotional format, each volume of Sparkling Gems explores more than 1,000 in-depth Greek word studies, revealing the profound wisdom and counsel from the Bible. Get one or both of these valuable resources today. Sparkling Gems 1 for just $40 and Sparkling Gems 2 for only $45. Don't miss this special offer, Christmas, the rest of the story, and the companion book, Sparkling Gems 1 and 2. Call now or go to renner.org to order.
2: My name is Joel Renner, coming to you from Moscow, Russia. And I want to say thank you to all of our ministry partners. It's because of your support, we can reach out to people during the Christmas season. Every Christmas, we put on a program, for the people in the community surrounding our church. And it is amazing to me that we always encounter those who think Jesus' birth was a fairy tale, but that doesn't matter because they need to hear the truth regardless of what they think. Every year through this Christmas outreach, people hear the good news of Jesus Christ and many people's lives are changed. The Bible says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. If you know the truth, it will set you free. So it is our duty as Christians to share the truth about Jesus Christ, our savior, and the truth will change people's lives. It's always amazing to me to see how many children come to our church during the Christmas season when their parents many of them don't believe in God But I want to tell you that children need to hear about Jesus Christ and they'll take the good news to their families It takes money to share the gospel to the ends of the earth and to our nearby world as well What we do in our community and throughout the city of Moscow and in the former Soviet Union is all possible Because of the support of our generous partners people like you if you're not already a partner Will you consider joining us as partners today when you do? your help allows us to reach more souls quality Bible teaching from God's word we simply can't do this without people just like you joining the team in this work financially with your help together we can take the gospel of Christ both to our nearby world and to the ends of the earth that's the vision of Renner Ministries we all have a part to play and right now you can help us help others by becoming one of our partners today your gift of any size will support this essential and urgent work of getting the gospel to people this Christmas season and beyond please call or go online to renner.org. With your generous support, we can continue to make a huge difference in people's lives around the world.
0: What a time we've had in the Bible today. Has this been awesome, Joel? It has been a blast. I've enjoyed this so much. Thank you. Wow. Remember that you can order your series right now, Christmas, the rest of the story. It's 15 parts. It comes with a study guide. Maybe you don't know how to tell all of this to your kids or to your grandkids. Get this series and play it for them. It will cause the Christmas story to come alive for them. We're also offering you right now my book, Sparkling Gems Number 1, Sparkling Gems Number 2. This is just an amazing devotional. You can go through these. It will enrich your spiritual life. By the time you get through these, you'll be a different person. It will strengthen you. It will really enlighten your eyes. It will make you love for the Bible. By the way, we're praying for a revival of the Bible. That's what we're praying for. And when you become a partner with our ministry, you help us take the verse-by-verse teaching of the Bible to people that are just starving for the teaching of the Bible. Proverbs 10.21 says, the lips of the righteous feed many, and I believe my assignment is to bring the verse-by-verse, word-by-word teaching of Scripture to people that want to be fed. People want to be fed. And if this is a blessing to you, please help it be a blessing to somebody else by becoming a financial partner with our ministry. And when you start that relationship with us, we'll send you my book, Life in the Combat Zone, and also The Gift of Forgiveness. These books are awesome. But today... We want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, Joel and I together believe for you to work in the lives of our TV family. Father, we pray that they would recall every good thing that you've done in their life, ponder them in their heart, never lose those memories. And we just say thank you, Jesus, for everything you've done in each of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow, what a good time today. Remember Ecclesiastes 8.4. It says, where the word of a king is, there is power. We'll see you in the next program.
1: Renner Ministries is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ through every available media to the uttermost parts of the earth. Discover the many ways you can help us make a difference in lives around the world with the word of God. We invite you to partner with us in teaching, strengthening, and rescuing lives for the glory of God. Together, we can make a difference that will last throughout eternity.